You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, attacking all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome to Music Men in My Mental. I am your host, DJ C. Devone, and we are tapping to all things in your career, your relationships, and your overall health. Well, I'm so excited to start this project. You guys have no clue, and I have a special guest with me today. Hi, I'm Tanisha. Yes, we have Tanisha Wood from the DRL podcast. That is the Dating Relationship and love podcast. Did I say it right? Yep. Okay. Cool. You even say it like I do. I go dating relationships and love. Ah, so yeah, you even got, got the, the little the yeah. little twang on there. Okay. <laughs> good. 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 So, uh, so this podcast is all about your career, which for me is music. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships. That's what the men stands for, and then mental. But I put that as your overall health because if your mind is not right, then your Everything Nothing is, is yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah, you can look you can look good, but your mind, you are just screwed, you know? Mm-hmm. So basically that's this whole the whole premise of this podcast is to really if we can balance these three things out, then maybe we can get somewhere. Maybe we can find a sense of some purpose, some happiness, or just being content, you know? So that's what this whole thing is about. But I wanted to dive into something that I find really hard. And that's just dating in a big city. So I call this, um, you know, the topic is the dating nitty gritty in the big city, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want, you know, we're going to dive into lots of topics, dive into lots of questions. But first, let's let's talk about what your podcast is about and introduce yourself. So again, I'm Tanisha Wood. Um, I'm a dating coach and host of the podcast, Dating Relationships and Love. And dating relationships and love is really about all things dating in New York City. So I have a variety of guests come on. Crystal has also been on. Yes. And we talk about wherever they're at in their lives. So that might be a really interesting episode I had was uh, a girl and her fiance who are in an open relationship. Another one was a, a, a divorcee who's talking about getting back out there. Another one is just somebody that's sick of swiping on Tinder. So right. it's just across the entire dating spectrum as a whole. Mm-hmm. And we generally talk about their story and then like dive in what, into what they've learned or what they can do better next time. How'd you even get into dating coaching? Like that's, I mean, that's such a fabulous title. Like I'm a dating coach or like, you're like hitch, like, like what? Do you hook people up? I mean, a little of everything. So it really depends on what people need. So Mm -hmm. let me, let me rewind. So I got into it because I was on this reality show that was, right. yes. that was about hashtag black love. That was basically like a, a black sex in the city with like mm-hmm. five black women. Um, I was friends with three of them ahead of time. So, mm-hmm. and the rest I was just meeting, but it was like a really strong female bond and we were there for each other and we mm-hmm. were going through sort of our, we were all at a different place. So I had okay. just started seeing somebody new. Um, one of the other women was going through a divorce. Well, right. two of the other women were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. One was a little on the younger side and exploring her sexuality. One was dating interracially. So okay. we we're just at sort of all different places. And then we would have, um, we had a, a life coach and a, and a therapist that were also okay. would sort of talk us through the mm-hmm. things that we were going through. And that was really part of what inspired me in terms of like the coaching. Like I really oh, enjoyed I that aspect. That they were hooking you up with people. 
Well, for me personally, they weren't because I was, I had just started a new relationship right before the show. I've seen bits and pieces on the show. You were like running that guy through the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. We all have our issues. I have some control issues. So just a little, just a little something. No big deal. But you're so good at it though. Like, (laughs) like, like a true, like, you know, person of power makes people feel like they are in control and they have a say so, but you're probably, you know. You're the boss. Don't tell my boyfriend that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So that's how I got into it. And um, after the show, Mm -hmm. I, uh, me and that guy that I was dating on the show broke up and everybody was like, can you tell us what's going on? What's happening? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a podcast and give you an update on everything. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, if you had to say why you guys broke up, what would you say? I hate to throw anybody under the bus. Let me just Ah! say this. Let me just say this though. (laughs) Everybody plays oh, a role. I love to throw people under the bus. <laughs> like so everybody the plays a show. role in the demise of a relationship, right? right so it's absolutely. never just he did this or I did this. So I would say he probably didn't know himself very well or okay. what he wanted. I would say I didn't. Um, I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of of those blind spots that that he was having. Like that he okay. didn't know. I didn't know that till after the fact. I was like, oh, this came from like you not knowing yourself, and uh-huh. I wasn't observant enough and you know probably a little controlling too <laughs> hmm. that's okay so let's just now we're just diving right in okay some of let's these get into topics it because you said something and it's like not knowing yourself and I mean that is so crucial like I don't even know if you should even start dating until you really have a sense of yourself or at least like okay I uh, you know which I'm gonna go into some you know my points of you know this whole podcast is like to walk away with something that you can, you know, use in your daily life. And one of them is like downloading a person, you know, mm-hmm. but also downloading yourself. Like mm-hmm. this file, this word document doesn't open with this type of software because, you know, you haven't downloaded it correctly. You haven't downloaded the person to say like, um, you know, this person doesn't want a relationship. So, you know what, why am I going to keep, you know, being around this person when I really want to be in a relationship? Right. So then you ha- download that person, pro- you know, properly. Oh, they're talkative or they spend money or just whatever you have to profile people, you have to do it in your head so you can assess. And they have to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let's go into like dating 101 and like, let's just stick to New York City or a big city, Okay, you know. What would you say, like, let's just start. If you're saying, you know what, I want to start dating. What is, like, the first tips that you would say are? Step one, mm-hmm. as you briefly touched on, you have to know yourself and what you want, mm-hmm. right? So if I don't and I'm just going out there, I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall. I'm just seeing what lands. It doesn't mean right. it's something good for me. I'm just like, I'll just see what's out here. Mm-hmm. And that's not a great idea when you're dating in a big city because there's a lot out there. But is it for you? Like you're essentially wasting your time. Mm-hmm. If you leave the house and you don't think to yourself, what do I want either in a partner or in, in a relationship or even out of this date? Like what are my intentions? Right. What do I hope to leave with? Mm-hmm. You're kind of already failing at it, right? Ooh, yeah. Okay. You know, because l- l- truly though, okay. if you set the intention and you let that person know up front, it gives everybody the opportunity to get on the same page. And if they're not, you're not wasting your time. So if I go so on a date. you're scaring someone and you're like, you know, I want to be married in a year. Like, <laughs> I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's kind of pushing them away, making you sound a little crazy. Like, I don't know. Give me like some good intentions. Okay. Well, you would, I wouldn't say it like that, even if that were my intention. I would probably say something like, you know, my goal is to really form 
a long-term relationship that can lead to marriage and eventually a family or whatever it is that you're looking Mm -hmm. for. I wouldn't necessarily be like, in one year exactly from today, I need to be walking down the aisle. But that would only, if that's your plan and that's your intention and you tell that person and that scares them, guess Mm -hmm. what? That's not your person. Absolutely. That's not your person. Any man that's like, oh, uh uh-uh, she was talking about marriage. She want to do this. She want to do that. Well, that's just not your person. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like rejection in dating is 100% okay. If somebody doesn't like what you want. Can you repeat that for the people in the back? Rejection (laughs) in dating is 100% okay. Right. You're not going to make it work with everybody. And that's just how it is. And it's so funny. And I think as women, we take rejection so personal. You know, it's like, I'm not pretty enough or I wasn't smart enough or maybe he likes these type of girls over, you know, brown skin girls with blonde hair. Maybe he likes, you know, dark skin. You know, we start looking into all these different aspects. But the reality is like, it probably was the best thing that happened, like to be rejected from that particular person because they're just not for you or it just wasn't going to work even a month, six months down the line, you mm-hmm. know? So I look at it like even like a job, like going into your career, like you're going to get rejected from some job interviews because like maybe they just didn't like you or maybe they just didn't feel like you were qualified. But we, mm-hmm. we look at qualifications of like, well, I'm so great. I'm so pretty. I've got all these degrees. I'm fabulous. But no, no, this wasn't the right fit for you. People got to feel you here. Mm-hmm. Like you could be perfect. The, the worst. Have you ever been on a date where? You went out with somebody who's like, he has this job, Mm -hmm. he does this, he has this car, he's funny, and everything that you could possibly want Mm -hmm. in a man, he had, but you just didn't feel it. I was going to say, we may know the person, so. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait, Uh, we're not naming any names, uh, right? But but you just didn't feel it. Right, 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 And you can't account, that's one thing, it's like you cannot account for chemistry and what the heart wants. So you can't take that personally. Like you can't take it like, what didn't I have? It's just, was that person a fit for you? Did your heart's vibe? Okay. So let's, while while we're there, we're jumping ahead of the gun because um, since I'm a person who likes to date because I like to meet a lot of different personalities, I feel like I dated a lot of people so I can have this show so I can give advice back (laughs) to other people to say, listen, girl, I dated this guy for you. Don't do it. Or you know what? This is how you're going to have to move with this particular person. So for me, I'm into horoscopes. I'm a Sagittarius. I need to feel all the feels for me. If it don't feel good, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what it's a job, whether it's even going to the gym, I'm like, I hate the gym. Everyone thinks I'm like the fitness person. I like yoga. I like things that make me feel really good. Right. So for instance, when you are feeling good on this date and everything's going well, it's not even about all the qualifications anymore. It just feels good. Exactly. But the person's telling you, like, maybe they're not really into uh, monogamy or marriage or, you know, it just hasn't really worked for them. They haven't really seen it work. So, you know, maybe one day, but uh, I don't know, you know, but you guys are vibing and it feels good. That's a New York City thing right now. I feel like it's actually an epidemic in New York City. Like a lot of men are not now believing in relationships and marriage. And it's just so much fun going on that like, if it feels good and you have all these butterflies and unicorns and you feel it, but a person's telling you up front, how do you deal with that? Cause walk that's away. Like- I would walk away from that. Here's why. Let's say you applied for a job mm-hmm. and you're, you're, it's the, you're kind of like, oh my God, I love this job. I've always right. wanted a job like mm-hmm. this. And they tell you, here's what you're going to be doing. And you're like, yeah, these are tasks I, I love to do. I know how to do. 
And then they say, but just so you know, there's uh, you can never be promoted. So you'll always be so you'll always be in this position, right? And then you have a choice to make. Do I want to be promoted? Do I want to get paid more? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I love the cur- the current role, but like you have to think about the future if that's what you want, mm-hmm. right? I'm certainly not suggesting that like marriage do <laughs> marriages for everybody right, or like right, a long-term right, right. relationship. If that's not what you want, if you're really just like, look, I just want to have fun, meet some cool people, by all means, keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you're really thinking about your long-term, I don't like when women stay in a relationship for a really long time mm-hmm. and then they're like, forcing a guy into marriage or like when's right. the ring happening and it's like well if he did tell you at the beginning of the relationship that marriage isn't something that he sees for himself he he told you right. so don't right. ignore people when they say what they want listen i always don't ignore say, that like i guess that that would be a tip but i don't know if your tip, my tip is like if you really want to get to know someone in the first you know whatever months or weeks just let them talk just mm-hmm. let them. Oh, I just. <laughs> <laughs> just bumping into the mic. Um, she got excited about that one. So it's you just just let them talk and just kind of, you know, feel them out, hear them out and, you know, be open to just their thoughts and just not be like, oh, well, that person's going to be. Well, he's an F boy because he just like, no, just let them talk. Let them, you know, just put them. You know, what we go do to own grave. That I that is really we have to stop it. Like we we have an inherent bias, right? Right. So when you meet somebody mm-hmm. and you like them, mm-hmm. most of the things that come out of their mouth to you are going to be positive and great. When you just feel an initial vibe, okay. But when you don't, when you're just like, ugh, everything <laughs> that comes out of their mouth then has this like negative, like ugh. Like I had a friend who. Oh my goodness! This That's dude, so funny. This dude sent her flowers, mm-hmm. right? And this gorgeous bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. to her job, and she was so disgusted by it. She was yes. just like, "Ugh, I can't believe like the nerve! Like, why would you send that to my job? Now it's causing all this attention." And and she's like going on complaining about it. And I said, "If this were a dude that I know you were feeling." Absolutely. We would be having that opposite conversation. You'd be like, girl, oh, let whole, me tell you what he did. We're going to the whole wedding shop. We're picking out a dress. Right. You know, I'm a size seven in a ring. Like, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Hmm. So watch for your own bias. Watch for your own bias. So we have, okay, we have to put the tips down. We have watch for your own bias. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have listen. Yep. And uh, what was the first Know yourself one? and know, know what you want. Know yourself and know what you want. Hmm. Okay, so this goes into more of like the mental and the health, you know, aspects of things like how does that process look like getting to know yourself? And I think for me personally, people who are homebodies and loners, they say, oh, I'm getting to know myself. And I'm like, you actually aren't. You're actually just talking to yourself (laughs) and you're actually saying, I doing this because I need to learn me. And I'm like, but you don't have an outside perspective of the fact that you're selfish. You don't have an outside perspective of the fact that like you are short tempered or you're rude to people when you are around them or you have social anxiety. You don't know that because you're just so busy being by yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So are you really getting to know yourself if you are just completely looking in the mirror and saying like, yeah, girl, you healthy. You looking good today. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on really getting to know yourself? I think it is good to spend time alone, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're a person that is like needing other people's attention a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm, it's good mm-hmm. to spend that time alone and be comfortable with yourself. Because a lot of people aren't. Like a lot of right. people, when they're in the house alone, they're like, 
who can do this? Who can come out with me? What's going right, on? What's right, happening? Right. Oh, and that's they, me. That's totally And they me. sort of just are uncomfortable, like, spending time with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, sit in that uncomfortable space and right. figure out why you don't like spending time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I do um, agree with what you're saying is, like, how are other people viewing you? And how would you know that mm-hmm. if you're just kind of alone, right? Right. One of the exercises that I have my clients do is send out an, a questionnaire mm-hmm. to, like, three or four close friends and family members ah. and ask, what do you think my best traits are? And what do you think I can improve about myself? <laughs> and write them a little note. Like, here's why I'm doing this. Have you done this. this for yourself yet? I, you know what's funny? I actually haven't. Ah. But, 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 but I feel like my mother naturally gives me that feedback all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have to ask. <laughs> a Jamaican mother, right? Oh, so you yeah, won't. Yeah, there. there is no mystery with a Jamaican mother. You will know what is great about you because she will brag on you. And then you will also know what is not cool really quickly. Gotcha. Like I've walked in the house before and she's like, yeah, I get fat. And I'm like, I just, I'm going through a hard time at work. Like you didn't have to say that. Yeah, I know. I'm getting a little chunky. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. So we've gotten um, the tips that you would, would you do that? Like, would you send out an email to your, your friends and family? But and what I, do you think they'd say? See, I'm like overly social and I love other people's opinions. Like, cause I love having these conversations. Like right. this is just something I just have literally probably every hour on the right, hour. Right. Like, I just want to record a podcast and just let people <laughs> share their feelings and tell them that they're great and they can do it, you know? So I, I would love it. I mean, I think it's more shock value when you find something you really don't know. Cause right. I think I'm so like, okay, I know I'm a little talkative. I know that I could be, you know, a big personality or, you know, maybe I, I, I know, I feel like I know a lot of things I can approve upon, but right. I think it'd be more shocking if you hear something that you're like, I have Dang, no yo, idea. she's mad selfish. I'm like, I pride myself on being <laughs> selfless, you know. But I, I do think it's really great to do. Yeah, I, I would totally do it. I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah, because I, I think it's more important to come from people that like you really appreciate and love to say, all right, she's, you know, she always talks over me and she never lets me talk. And my sisters would say that all the time. You know, you can turn a story about you constantly and I'm like no I'm just trying to share my experience so you can (laughs) you can get better and we can improve this and then when I started hearing that I'm like oh okay and then there's just some friends that you just they just want you to listen they don't really want Mm -hmm. your opinion Mm -hmm. so it goes back to like I said downloading you'll be hearing that throughout the whole show and the rest of the shows and the topics is really downloading your friends as well as the guys that you date because there may be a friend who doesn't want your advice you know, there's guys that I date who really uh, don't like my opinion. And it's not, in a, I mean, I think it's negative, but like if I'm a very fiery person. Mm-hmm. So I could be like, well, that's because you didn't ask me to do this or you didn't invite me out to this. And they take it as a person who is um, going against the grain or someone who is just um, being difficult. And I don't look at it like that. So I try not to be that way around that person. I know that I can't be in a long-term relationship with you. I know I can't have deep conversations with you. But I say, okay, they don't really like that part about me. So I like to profile and download people. So then I can stick to a program a little bit more. Because I know when I start being spicy, that it's going to cause a little... Some problems, (laughs) you know? You know what I started doing lately? And it's working. Okay. So... Particularly in my relationship, when we oh, get which into we're gonna it, go to next. <laughs> well, when we get into it, I just say, "Well, how can I help you in this particular situation?" 
Okay, and it, it almost is like it just it diffuses because it's all, like he I'm loves not, it. Because, I'm not arguing by the way, with you. He's one of my very close best friends, <laughs> and it's so funny. But in the beginning, I know it was totally like, oh my gosh, you could just calm a person down. It's so great. But now has it changed since you know it's been some time to like you're trying to shut me up and not let me talk. Like, how is it from the beginning to now that you guys got some time in, does it still work to, to do that? Well, I've just recently started doing it. Okay, I think, good. I think like relationships go through these like stages in the beginning. Of mm-hmm. course, it's like, Oh my God, you're the most so amazing great. person awesome. on earth. I've never met a person like you. Let's just, Thank Oh my God, God forever. God, right. Yes. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. And then, you know, and then it gets to a point where it's like, you know, you're really kind of getting on my nerves with some of the things you're doing. Absolutely. Right? And then it gets to a point of like, you're still doing those same things that I said are getting on my nerves. Right. Please stop doing those mm-hmm. things. And then it gets to like, oh, and then it, it's like arguments, right? Right. And I think like the next the next phase is learning how to do that constructively because it, it, okay. it, it it's always going to be there. Uh-huh. You're always going to do something mm-hmm. that your partner doesn't like or doesn't agree with. Okay. That, that's never going to go away. So it's not like we're going to get to a place one day where it's like, oh, we agree on everything. Absolutely. And so it's like, you have to learn how to argue and how to fight and like how not to like th- bring your partner down in that process. And that's, I think the stage that we've just gotten through is learning how to do that. Cause he's a very much like, he's very much like, let's talk about this right now, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, no, I need time to like process and decompress. So and if I'm to meet in the middle, right. And, and if I'm, if I'm angry, like it can't be constructive. Cause I will just say what is on my mind mm-hmm. and you don't always want that. Right. Right. That's the jackpot right there. Yeah. Can you argue, can you not bring that person down in an argument? Because this Sagittarius mouth, like it is not for the faint of heart, you know? And there's people who I know like sensitive guys when they're around me, I mean, just in a dating process on a date, I can make you just feel so bad about yourself because I just, I think I'm just being honest and open and we're just having a connection. And it's like, you should be so intrigued by my honesty. And they're like, she's so mean. Every time I'm around her, I feel like shit. And I'm like, bruh, come on. But it's about, I, I used, I thought that that was being fair. I thought that that was being honest. I'm very big on fight with your honest emotions. So then get it all out because I don't have regrets. I don't hold grudges. I sleep so clearly <laughs> because I can just, you know, okay, we, we've got through it. I told you how I felt. I was mad. I'm not mad anymore because I've already told you about it. So, like, when you have two people who are different in that sense, how do you meet in the middle? It's not the what. So, it's it's the how. So, it's not me letting you know that I'm angry or mad or mm-hmm. not letting you know. Mm-hmm. You should always let somebody know what you're feeling and what your emotions are and why something hurt you. Okay. But it's how you do it. So if I'm in a moment of rage and I'm like, you're just such an idiot because you do this like this and like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm expressing my emotions, but it's not it's not in a way that fosters any sort of change in behavior. Right. Because all it's doing in that moment is hurting that person, right? right? So if I say, look... When you and this is a little corny, but I think it's very true. Mm-hmm. But when I say, "Look, when you do that, it makes me feel like you don't care. It makes me feel like you're not listening right, to me." Right, right, right. And then, like, bring bring some actual, um, like, a workable thing that that person can do in place of that. So, mm-hmm. what I would like you to do instead is X, Y, Z. You okay. know, but 
I think in a moment of rage, no. it's impossible it's, to think that clearly. It's pretty impossible. It's impossible. So step away if you need to mm-hmm. and say, look, I can't discuss this right now. I need some air. I need some space. And then like, How I can come back. How does that work when the person is not? that way like they you're the opposites in that right like no we need to argue no nope i don't like for me i have triggers in in arguments because i like to argue and i can argue and i think that i argue fairly until i get to a point where then i get too hot but my triggers are people who don't want to argue back with me (laughs) (laughs) and people who walk away from me if you walk away from me and we're when we haven't finished this out oh then then i shut down and now i want to like I got to go or I just want to, you know, flip the table like love and hip hop, you know? <laughs> so I have my triggers, you know, where, cause I, I think that I, I have a PhD in arguing. I'm like, okay, let's do this. All right. How do you feel? But then when you, if you know the triggers to make me get to the point, then I'm like, oh, this is, but why does it have be- to happen right then and there? Right. Like, why does it like, mm-hmm. what, what does it, Okay, if you're mad about something, mm-hmm. it's because somebody did or said something that you didn't like or exhibited a behavior right. that you didn't feel exhibited was right. Exhibited a behavior, <laughs> right? <you> like, <laughs> um, but the goal mm-hmm. is to get them to change that thing right. that that made you feel that way. Okay, but how does what is the difference? I guess what does it do if you're arguing about it in that moment versus in an hour or two? So, I mean, is that just a level of maturity, you know, because I feel like, you know, when when we get back to knowing thyself and I know in my, you know, 20s and I would say, you know, I I, I just was on fire. I want to argue. I want to flip. I want to put my hand in your face. And now I'm like, if I have to do that, I do not need to be in a relationship with you. Um, And I'm a little bit more mature to say, all right. But it also goes to once I've downloaded that person and said, like, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Like I'm going to say something probably mean or rude or do something, but I know that I want them in my life for a really long time. So let me not say anything that's going to actually damage that relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight and I'm going to argue a little bit more fair opposed to a person that you like, I don't give a hell if I never see you again, then you're in dangerous territory because you've gotten that hot and you may actually really like them, but you're like, you know what? I don't care if I see you again. And that's, when things get a little... I think we have to shift the mindset here. Okay. I think we can't even think about it like an argument. Okay. We have to come from it of in a place of solving a problem. Mm-hmm. So there is a problem. What is the best way to solve this problem? Okay. And if the best way to solve this problem is walking away from this problem temporarily, mm-hmm. well, that's what we need to do. Okay. But I think like sometimes adding... You're adding... When we think about it in an argument, okay. it's almost like I need to win the argument right now. I need but to win not, right now but not solve the problem right okay. mm-hmm. and so like yeah you can win an argument just by like being louder by like saying some stuff that knocks that person so down funny. by yes. like getting them to shut up you know what I'm saying it's like a match where it's like but, I just beat you down okay, but like but what's a, that solving here's another question like I remember being in a relationship with a guy who would let me win and be like you're so right like I know I went and I would be like you're not even fighting for it no no i would feel so at ease i would be like thank you you know like you you see that i'm the smarter person here and then literally do the same ish over and over you know because because nothing was being solved he just he just didn't want to argue he was was just like i'm not arguing right you know give you a hug you felt like it was just love and i'm like yeah 
this much, or do something way worse. And you're like, wait, you're like, yeah, I know we spoke about that. I'm, I'm working on it. No, you're not. No, you're not, yeah. sir. <laughs> and that's what happens, I think, to a person who's just like, I just don't have the spirit for it. Like, I just don't have the mm. the, the heart to sit here and argue. Like, you'll Maybe just they be shouldn't like, even be in a relationship. You'll okay. just be like, yep, yep, cool. Yep, you're right. Uh-huh. What do you have? What about arguing when you have people who are just they're on the extreme opposites of arguing? I mean, there's never going to be people that can, okay, we're both going to walk away. Problem solving. Going to... On the extreme ends of problem solving. Right. No. <laughs> is, that, is that your question here? Yeah. <laughs> How do you solve problems? I throw tables like I'm in love and hip hop. Or I like to call doctor, you know, so-and-so right. and have us, I mean... I feel like that's I feel like that's it, it, when we get to the dating one on one. Your first date is it is it fair to be like, how do you argue? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, how do you how do you problem solve? Like, what do you do when there's an issue in a relationship? And I also like to ask about previous relationships, right? Oh, I'm so I'll say what happened. Oh, you said you you know were in a relationship a year ago. Like, what happened there? How long were you guys together? Because that gives me hints as to Some who a person say is. They don't like to to know that they're like, well, it's me. I'm getting a fresh start, and I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. I, I think it's patterns. I'm not saying you should necessarily use it to judge somebody in a harsh way, I'm but like you can, you, you can <laughs> tell something about a person based on how they handle a situation. Oh yeah. You know, like, again, people can change, but like it does give a little bit of insight as to how this person like functions in a relationship. Do you think it's a red flag when someone who just 50% of their exes, they can't like have a conversation yes. with? Hundred like, percent. Oh nah. You just we just uh, you know. No, we just I don't like that. Okay, I'm like, I, I I'm very. I feel very strongly about this. Okay. Right. I just think if you loved somebody, mm-hmm. if you if this was true, like I love you, and it it didn't work out. Okay. If you can just now flip the switch and turn to hate simply because you're no longer right. in in that relationship, uh-huh. that is a warning sign for me. Anytime yes. I hear a guy say, oh, no, she did. She was crazy. She did this. I can't talk to her anymore. Number one, you are taking no responsibility for anything that you did in the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Number two, how did your love go to hate so quickly? How did it go so quickly? You know? But you and, see it more in marriages more than anything. You right. See some, and I'm like, y'all have kids and y'all can't talk. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That, I actually get, like, really sad about that. You know, for women, I think it's a little bit different. But, like, when I see a man who's like, I can't stand I'm like, you can't win. And she got your kids? Yeah, I don't. That's sad to me. I'm friends with most of my exes. Right. And it's because I I realize why I love them. Mm -hmm. I realize why it couldn't work anymore or didn't work. And I've moved on. But, like, I'm not. If I see them on the street today, it's all love. Like, let's Mm -hmm. go grab a drink. Like, I call them. We talk. Like, I know where they're at. They've been on my podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Right, right, right. So it's, I don't believe in just, like, dropping people simply because the status of the relationship has changed. So... As a dating coach, dating expert, you have a successful podcast. Can you be single and talk about like dating? You know? Oh yeah, I was single for a very long time while I had my podcast. But were you on the search for love? Or I was. Like, I uh-huh. went out on many a dates, mm-hmm. and that's why I could talk so openly about it because I was seeing what was out there, and it was scary in some ways because I was like, "What? What is happening to dating? Like, what is going on?" So, what another point, and, I, and I, I'm a big believer on this too, is like. Go on many dates. You yeah. Know, when you, if you think you want to start dating or you want to settle down, like go on as many dates as possible. Don't sleep with everybody. Just go on a lot of different dates, get a lot of personalities. So did you do that tactic? I did. Before? Okay. I did. Mm-hmm. I really like went into it without a type. Like I was just totally like. So if, you were throwing spaghetti on the wall. Um, 
I knew what I wanted, okay. but I didn't want to place a type on that. Okay, so I knew it was a man of no face. Right. So I knew that, you know, I wanted a guy who was like family oriented and mm-hmm. very loyal and like very honest and very open. Mm-hmm. But he could look many different ways. Okay. You know, so that part wasn't necessarily. So when he qualifies Because again, that's your, that, you got to recognize your own bias. You do. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, this guy is 6'3". And you, other things stop mattering. Right. So he I was just seen his kids in the whole six months. And right. You're like, it's because he's busy. No, it's because he's, he's a deadbeat. He's dad. busy being six, three. Right. Um, so okay. I recognize my own bias in that. Okay. Like if, a, if I think a guy is like very attractive, then it's mm-hmm. like, well, other things may not matter. But I was like, no, it's not going to be about that. Like, it's really going to be about like who this person is and mm-hmm. how they make me feel. How to make you feel. Okay. Yeah. How, so they have to have, so the two things were, they have to make you feel a certain way. You have to feel that feeling. And then also they have to have some of your, what do you say? What do you say? The qualifiers or a profile or what? Or just the, some very simple quality. Okay. There's, there's a couple. Because qualifiers and qualities are kind of different. Like he has to be very successful, could be a qualification, or he has to be very family oriented. And if those, you know, if one doesn't, it's not there, right. is that okay? The big ones for me were having a relationship with their family because I had been on one too many dates where I heard a guy say, yeah, I don't, I don't talk to my dad. I don't talk to my mom. I don't. And to me, yeah. And for me, I was like, like, I have such a close relationship with my family. And like, if, if you come into my fold, you're going to need to be very open to that and be Mm -hmm. a part of it. And if like, you just don't have that ability, that's something that can't work for me. Do you think that people who have like messed up relationships with their family should be with other people who have messed up relationships um, with their family? Like, no, y'all you know what together. I think they should do? I think they should go to therapy and heal that. <laughs> no, ser- that. seriously. Just go to therapy. I, that's a big thing. I mean, I tell everybody that like everybody should go to therapy. Like don't think I it's agree. like, well, you know, I don't have any daddy or mommy issues, so I'm good. I think everybody has something, some mm-hmm. sort of trauma that they walk around with. And then when you get into a relationship, it's going to come back up. It just is. There is Absolutely. no way it will stay buried. And so before getting in a relationship, like while you're dating, it's probably like if you're just going out on dates, that's a good time to like be in therapy and like really like figure out like what are my triggers? What are my traumas? And how are they showing up in my life today oh, and yeah. affecting what I'm doing now? But also your therapist would be the first person to say, well, it seems like you're dating the same guy again, because if you come back the next week, if you're going like actively and saying, oh, well, you know, it seems like you like guys who, you know, are not successful or you like guys who are overly successful and are emotionally unstable. Right. You know, they could start, you know, you're not looking at it like that. You're like, no, I just like really nice finance guys and they take we have the best, <laughs> you know, but they're like, no. And the other thing is what you want versus what you're attracting. Cause I hear like a lot of oh. my clients will say, you know, I don't, I just want a guy who's like very simple, very nice, very kind hearted, very caring. And then they end up going out with guys that are just sort of about themselves and are just right. douchebags. And it's like, well, if this is what you want, why are you attracting that? Like what about, what are you putting out there right. that says, I like and want this type of energy because it is something that we're putting out there. But then it goes back to the feel. And and that's the problem. I think when we crack the code of having, you know, the qualities and then that feel attached to it together, it's like, whew, yes. And then we have to go to the whole next phase of, 
acceptance and rejection. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like, it's like a formula at the end of the day. Yeah. So most of the times you go for, oh, it just feels so good, but he's uh, like, he, he ain't got it together, but I just feel so good about him versus he has it so together, but I just don't feel right. that good about him. So right. okay, now we've cracked the code. We've been on a hundred dates and we finally find someone that has some decent qualities and it feels good. Okay. Now, so that's where you kind of went from what you were doing, just yeah. going on all these dates and just, yeah. And actually, I met my boyfriend when I just sort of stopped. That's that's what I remember. Yeah, like, I I didn't meet him on a date. I just had at the point he had basically slid into my DM <laughs> at the point that I met him, and when he slid into I my, I was so there for this whole thing, which is hilarious. <laughs> He's like. I'm a slotted to her DMs because she said on her profile that she, I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a profile on Tinder and it was, it was a, it was a, a the type of profile I recommend nobody having if you're actually looking yes, to date, but it was literally just like, I have a podcast about dating and that was it. It was like an ad for my podcast. It said nothing. And then it also said, um, and also let's meet. I don't like messaging back and forth on here. If you want to meet me, let's meet. Like it was very like sort of hostile and, but that's just the place I was at. I was, I was on, I feel like I was just on a burnout and like, I was over you really New York. You didn't want to meet people. And if you were like, if you want to meet me, this is where I'm at. Right. And I may just not be giving you right. any energy. Right. Okay. You okay with it? Yeah. Sure. And he was like, yeah. So then he <laughs> slid into my DM and then I literally said, sorry, I'm not dating. Yes. <laughs> I, I was there for that interaction too. I was like, she don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it he was consistent and considerate. And right. then here we are two and a half years later. Right. So you had all the qualities and I mean, because, but that wasn't really what you were looking for because he has kids and he has all these things. And you were like, you didn't want a guy with kids. At well, first, right? we, we, we joke about the fact that I wrote him into my life. Right. Oh, and I, I like, you know, I take all the credit because I'm just obnoxious. Like <laughs> you know, he was dating a bunch of people and I said, you need a person to have these qualities, to look like this, to have this type of social ability about them, but still be a homebody. And he always would say, I just want someone where I can just give them a task and they can just do it. And then you are literally like the person <laughs> who's like, I'm in control of this task. And you and it just works. I mean, you guys are literally made for each other. It's just Aww. hilarious, you know? But no, you but wrote him into your I, life. And I, was, so before, I was writing. <laughs> <laughs> you were writing me into like, his life I as well. Like brown skin with curly hair, like everything. <laughs> no, I wrote a letter one night to the universe that was basically like congratulating myself on having met this amazing guy. And I got the idea because this girl. So you were doing the secret. Okay. This girl came on my podcast and she told me, she was like, yeah, so right before I met my boyfriend. And she said that this always stuck with me. And she said the letter I wrote was about it was for the first time not about the six pack the six foot or the six figure mm-hmm. it was really about what I wanted this person to make me feel mm-hmm. and it was almost like I went home that night and I like wrote it and I didn't even it, it was like have you ever felt like you were writing or doing something and you weren't doing it like it was just ah, like my the hands, outer body experience yeah no right? like my hands were on it's the like, keyboard and then I just wrote it emailed it to myself and then I, I didn't think about it again okay you know but it was really focused on how a person would make me feel and like stupid things like they're gonna laugh at the fact that you love so you love drake so much you guys are just gonna spend all your time like so it was weird and random things like that and so when we finally did get to know each other in like a a deeper way he started saying a lot of these things that were like in my letter and i was like 
did he act my email? Like, he how did he know your that? Email, right. And um, so, yeah, so that. Has he ever seen this letter? Is the better question. Yeah, he's seen it now. I read it to him that night. The night that. The was night he like that, crying? Or you guys yeah, like he was like, a- that's exactly how I feel. And then the next day, I was like, we go together. And he's like, we've been going together. And then that was the I end of that. <laughs> like, it was we all. We go together. <laughs> no, I'm not controlling at all, but just so you know, we go together now. I'm telling I you. I tell everyone we go together. And they're like, no. <laughs> We go together. No, no, we don't. No, I didn't. No. I didn't agree to that. That's. I love that. Yeah. How long has it been now? Two and a half years. Shoot. Yeah. I've I've been on one year in my head, and it's two and a half. Years. Yeah. No. It, time great. like it flew crazy fast. That's great. Yeah. I love that. So you took some of your own advice. Yeah. You- and I had to, like you said, get rid of some of my own biases because you know one of the first things he told me when I met him was that he had kids. Right. And so immediately when he told me that, I was like, okay, seems like he'd be a really great friend. Like that was my immediate reaction. But here's the thing. Here's the the thing that's hilarious. You wanted someone to be family oriented, but you wanted a man to have no kids. And now, I mean, you're like the best person to these kids. Like, I mean, they listen to you. They love you. They, they go by your rules. And now the little one, I mean, she's just the boss in training. Like, me and her have a whole beef. Like, every time we see each other, we square up. But she's like Side a little eye. mini version of you. It's hilarious. You know? I, she, she's like my bestie. She's just, we get each other on a mental level. Like, we have like stare downs, but then we always oh, come back together. Her, I live for the stare down with this little. She's so cute. But it's just so funny because you probably never imagined like. Never. I never imagined like you know, playing a stepmom role or, and I'm not going to lie. Like it has its challenges and it's hard sometimes, Mm -hmm. but they've taught me so much. And like, they've shown me like Mm -hmm. more about who I am Uh in good ways and in bad ways, you know? And like, I needed that. And it was so funny the other day. I hadn't seen them in a while. Uh I've been like moving around a lot. There's been a lot of moving things happening lately. Uh And so I hadn't seen them in a while. And then, um, I saw them and hung out with them for the weekend and I just like it brought my soul so much. Like I, I didn't bet. even realize. Like I seriously was like didn't even realize like how how much I miss them and right. like how much like joy uh-huh. it would give me. Oh my god! And don't so cry. I, no, no, I, I, ha- I have eyeliner sometimes on with my nieces. You know, yeah, like kids will bring you back to reality. Oh my god, yeah. And so mm-hmm. then when they left, like I just got really sad, and I was just like, I think I called you guys, <laughs> and you were like saying, "I was like, I'm sad. The kids yeah. are leaving." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so like I. I texted their mom and I was just like, I just want to say thank you because like, oh my goodness, they're so amazing. And I didn't realize how much I needed them. Mm -hmm. And that thank you was really like a thank you to her because Mm -hmm. like she created these people, you know what I mean? And without her, they wouldn't be these people that they are. And I don't think I often think about it in that Mm -hmm. way. And it like hit me that day where I was like, this is like because of her, I mean, and him, um, but it was why it's important to have relationships with people that you have kids with. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, it's been it's been great. Not something I expected. Um, not something I wanted going in, mm-hmm. but something that I'm glad I have now. Oh, wow. That is that was a whole word. But they, they are pretty amazing kids. Yeah. I can imagine. Thank God. That. Yeah, no, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> and they're beautiful on top of that. And they're just good. But they're also, they are like such a reflection of him and her. Right. And, you know, you know, I have dated people with children. And <laughs> it was very challenging, you know. And it probably was a reflection of the person I was dating, but I didn't see it. You right. know. 
So when you see these badass kids or you see these kids who, you know, don't have any home training or whatever, sometimes it is just a reflection of, you know, <laughs> it's not because your daddy's like this. Right, because <laughs> your daddy's trash. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So what's next for the podcast? I am right now on season three. Okay. And always looking for guests with interesting stories. So if any of you out there have an interesting dating story or lesson that you'd like to share, would love to hear your story. Um, coaching here in New York and abroad. So I don't just have clients here in New York, but all over the U S. So please, um, if you have any questions about dating, about anything from profiles to just what you should be looking for to getting to know yourself better, please reach out. All right. So what we didn't say, do you think you can really find love in New York city right now? I mean, I think we're in a, an interesting climate, I would say. I do uh, think so. Okay. I do think so. I think the number one key is 100% being your authentic self. Oh, right? amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You don't show up as the person you think you should be. Right. Because somebody will then fall in love with the you that you think you should oh, be and, and not the you that you are. Oh, you're going to have a total argument like, right? the first time so, they see who you yeah, are. Yeah, be 100% yourself. Mm-hmm. Be upfront about your needs and compliment people when they're giving you those things and don't be afraid to correct them when they're not. Okay. Woo, that's a good one. And um, just to dive into your you know, podcast just really quickly, give me like some of the wildest stories that you've probably had. I mean, I've I've listened to it and I know <laughs> I, I've been helped bring some guests on the show. Yes, yes. You know? And um, what would you say is like your most memorable My show? My favorite one yeah. of this season and probably overall is the, the girl that you introduced me to who came yes. on and mm-hmm. talked about her open relationship. One, right. I just think she's like, the most mature person that oh, I've, absolutely. that I've probably ever met. And I like enjoy her spirit for that reason. Like she's just, she's just evolved in my mm-hmm. mind. I'm like, she's not focused on the petty at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's just like thinking bigger picture, but yeah, her and her fiance mm-hmm. were in, um, I believe they've been together now for like six years or so, but for about half their relationship, they've been open and now they both have other partners. Oh. Um, yeah, so they I think they've each been seeing their respective partners for like over a year. And so huh. that takes a lot of like courage. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of understanding. Like it, it takes a lot of letting go of the things that you mm-hmm. think are the, the key elements of a relationship, right? Okay. I think what we think is the, what makes a relationship in most people's mind, it's like, that's my boyfriend. That's my husband. That's my right. daughter. That's my, 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 my. And her perspective on it is like, we don't own anybody. I don't own you because, you know, I'm your girlfriend. You don't own him because he's your boyfriend. Like, there's no ownership here. Like, we choose to be mm-hmm. where we are with who we choose to be there with. And so you don't have to own people for that. People are free to love other people. Okay. And like... Not I if, love not if you date me. However, <laughs> no, I love and no, I make sense. And so. I love that perspective. And and I've thought about it a lot since she came on. Just the mm-hmm. idea of the ownership that we have over people, and just even the terms we use, and how we perpetuate that, and how we treat them. You right. know, you're my. Why did you look at that girl? You're my boyfriend. Like right. we almost like take the humanness out of people because now they're ours. Like now that you're mine. I'm going to put you in this box and I'm going to make mm-hmm. these rules around who you need to be because now you're mine. But it's also even more rules being in an open relationship. 
I mean, there's a ton of rules that you guys have to have. It's not just running amok and just being like, oh, what on a date? You know, you have to have like some severe rules. Well, I'm sure, rules. you know, from what she said, it, it takes a lot of trust and a lot of honesty. You know, mm-hmm. you have to trust that this person is doing what is in the bounds of whatever you guys have decided. Like it, it takes that trust and it takes that communication. And yeah, but I just, I loved her perspective. Um, my other favorite episode is, mm-hmm. um, so I had right before I met Chris, mm-hmm. I had traveled a bunch and took a break from the podcast and just like cleared my mind. I was okay. like, I just, like I said, I was at, at a point, you, my Tinder profile was like, I'm not here to, I'm just, I have a podcast. It's funny. That was one of the questions I forgot to ask, but yeah, you, you got to the jade. I mean, I, think I, that's I got part to of the a place where, yeah, I was jaded with dating. I was mm-hmm. jaded with New York. I was jaded with my career at the time. And I just was like, I'm going away. I'm booking flights and I'm going away. That that happens. And that just, I mean, this is what this topic is about. Like, you know, the nitty gritty of dating in this city is like, you will, that's a phase that you probably will go through and you have to get over it in order to get back out yeah. there and have a fresh start. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so I just, um, I left for a while and then, um, that's when I, um, that's when I met Chris actually, like right before I left and. Yeah, yeah, you knew who you were. But anyway, oh, my you point was. You got it? You got together? Okay, cool. My point, was, point was, um, was, my favorite episode is when I came back and just re- like talked about why I had left and like the lessons I learned. And then Chris came on and, you know, just sort of like we shared our story. And we were mm-hmm. still very new at that point, but mm-hmm. shared our story. And but you guys were in a relationship. We were in a, oh, yeah, yeah. We were that in a That was the first, yeah, that was yeah. the first like so, kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had some really like great people on like I feel like mm-hmm. I learned so much from my guests oh, I like bet. just hearing because you'll hear people say something and it's like you're guilty of it like oh, people will be like and I was just mm-hmm. so controlling and blah 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 and I was like mm-hmm. and then what'd you do girl like <laughs> okay can you just quickly dive into like the 21 day rule that you guys have yes. it is the most amazing thing ever please explain this <laughs> So, um, early on in the relationship, like Chris and I were like, I think bickering about something or, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, cause like, remember what I said earlier when I said, um, and don't be afraid to call people on, on right. when they're not doing the things that you think they need to do. Right. So I'm a very frequent, like if you do something right now, I like, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. but if you do something two minutes from now, I don't <laughs> like, I will also tell you. And so, especially being new in a relationship, I mm-hmm. felt like that was important just to like be okay. very vocal. Right. And so he, um, he did something. I don't even remember what it was. And I was just like, uh, I don't really like that because the way that makes me feel is, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, you I, can't I just want to be a fly in the wall. You, you, you know, babe, thanks. He looks like, you know what? That makes me feel a little uncomfortable and I'm triggered. <laughs> and, um, he said, he's like, I bet you can't go like 21 days without bringing something up. And I was like, yeah, of course I can. And he was like, no, you can't. And so initially it almost started as like, a, you can't, you can't basically keep your mouth shut for 21 days. And then it okay, evolved okay. and then it evolved into, okay, if we can, as a couple, like basically work through our stuff enough mm-hmm. to, to make it 21 days without arguing about something, mm-hmm. let's get married. But you guys call it incidents, right? It's yeah. Yeah. It's called, it, incident, yes, right? it's called uh, <laughs> days without incident. So it's on the wall in the house. It is the funniest thing ever because I see it go from like 18 to back to zero. Oh yeah. So So we've we've got, so every day that we don't have what we deem as an incident, um, an an incident is anything that will cause more than like a, a 20 minute interruption in our day. Right. So it's never like, 
why didn't you do those dishes? Like that's a, that's not really even an incident. But if mm-hmm. it's something that like, it's like, well, we have to like now sit down and talk about this or like mm-hmm. we're arguing about this, like that's an incident. Mm-hmm. And so we've gone like, we've been at like 20 before. And then it's like something happens and we go right back down to zero. And so it took us a good year and a half, believe it or not. And we had to be very honest with ourselves because mm-hmm. there were some times where we'd be like at 18 <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm so mad right now. I don't want to bring up that. But I, but you know what? You know what? <laughs> like, And then we go right back down to zero. But Too we funny. We've made it past the 21 days, so we're yes. now we're now marriage Yay. eligible. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the whole thing. It yeah, was 21 days without incident, arguing fairly. You know, being yeah. able to get through. You know, this constructive, uh, you know, criticism without you know causing these huge. You know, and it taught us so much. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, because we realized we were arguing about like the same three things all right. the time. So right. it was after a while. We we like ran out of new arguments. It was just going back to like these two or three core things uh-huh. that we just couldn't come to agreement on. Okay. And to be honest, like two of those things are still really like, okay, I don't I don't necessarily agree with you. Okay. But I think now being so aware of them that like it doesn't cause as much of an issue. Do we still right. agree? No. Okay. But we understand like you have your point of view. I have mine and we don't need to delve into that every single day. <laughs> so, I mean, I highly recommend this. I'm, I don't know if you recommend this, but it sounds like, you know, a 21 days without incident in order for you to be eligible for marriage. Like that is, I think everyone should do that, you know, because people don't play fair. When crisis hits, how are you going to react? Like, that is important. Oh, I mean, the qualities, the feel, like we got, we got past that. Mm-hmm. Whew, which that's that's the hard part, <laughs> you know. But now we have to learn how to interact with one another, and you know, we're born with different DNA. Yeah, and we're just not going to agree with everything. Mm-hmm. So how do you play fairly? And I think my most successful um, relationships is that. We knew how to argue. We never wanted to get to a point where, like, I would never say anything to make you feel less of a man, less of a person, or just hurt your feeling. Right. I can say, like, shut the fuck up. But, like, you actually <laughs> knew that, that that's how I talk. Right. It wasn't, I wasn't calling, you weren't calling me a bitch. I wasn't calling right. you a bitch. You know, we were just like, that's some bitch-ass move. But then there's people who are so sad. Are you calling me a bitch? You calling it like, no. <laughs> it's not like it's not that. not like that, but they have to understand that about you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I love this 21 days. You guys are going to write a book about this, huh? Yes, we are. I'm, I'm not going to say the title yet, but okay. it'll it'll be out. It'll be out soon. What's 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 this, 2019? Let's say middle of 2020. Okay. We'll make, we'll make okay. that the goal. Manifestation. Yes, okay. middle of 2020. <laughs> so let's go into, you know, at the end of every show, I'm going to go into, you know, how you feel about your career, how you mm-hmm. feel about your relationships, mm-hmm. how you feel about your overall health, your mental, how you feeling, do you feel have a cold, do you feel like depressed, whatever. So today we're going to do Kanye faces. I don't have the Kanye faces, <laughs> but whatever. Maybe we'll put them in the, in the screen. So let's go into your career. What Kanye face would you give yourself for that? What's the happy one? <laughs> the happy one? Okay. Yeah. Good. I recently um, left a job that really was not fulfilling to me in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So really, as of about a week ago, I'm like... <sighs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And um, let's go into, since the relationships are last with you, let's go into your overall mental and your health. What are you doing to really take care of your, your mental, your mind, your body? Um, so my body, 
nothing right now. No, <laughs> it looks great, by the no, way. I, you walked um, in, I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. No, there is something about, there is something about New York. I will say that makes it hard to, to have a balanced <laughs> lifestyle in that way. You know what I mean? Like there's always something going on here. You know, you're always moving. You're so always you can moving. actually just, I mean, just going to the train station. I'm like, man, I, should, I had to have burned 500 calories just going up those staircase. For me, it's just, <laughs> it's just always like, yeah, I'll plan to cook a meal at home. But then somebody's like, oh, I'm having this thing. Come out. And then oh, I come out. And then so the it's drag. just I find it. I find it being back here a little bit harder to maintain sort of a, a healthy physical lifestyle. I think I just need to like get back into my rhythm. So I'd probably be on like the the man Kanye face in that <laughs> one. Mentally, I feel good. Like I said, I, I recently just had a shift in in career and um when that wasn't right, it felt like all of these things weren't right. It's the, it's the trifecta. You know? It felt That's like they just weren't. All, all, and so now that that is in line, it feels, I feel good on, on most fronts. Mm-hmm. And your relationship. I feel really great about God, that. I'm about yeah. to say, you, That's the happy on Connie. record, you better be. <laughs> That's the happy Kanye I feel face. great. I hate him. You know? <laughs> you know what's funny? Do you remember on Sex in the City, they would always say. I love You'll Sex never. City. In New York, you'll never have a job and an, ap- an apartment and a man you like at yes. the same time. It's the trifecta. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's so, I, I find that to be so true. Like in New York, it's like the thing I don't like right now mm-hmm. is like my apartment. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I truly believe that. I also say like, yeah, the, the apartment, the job. Yeah, and the yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Like you, and I'm just like, I just want to get to the place where right. all three. That's where you feel like you're like. An adult, I think. That's when you feel like, I'm an adult. But I use this trifecta because I'm like, okay, no matter what, if you're not really feeling good about yourself, you could be in this great relationship and a guy could be pouring into you and saying how amazing, how beautiful you are. But if you do not feel that way about yourself, you're going to have some challenges. Or you may be so insecure. Like, why is he talking to me? Why is he, you know? So, you know, you got to balance these things out. So Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. So I feel good. So where can we find you? Yes, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tanisha Wood, um, T-E-N-N-E-S-H-A-W-O-O-D. And um, you can also catch my podcast, drlpodcast.com. So I'm always looking for new guests. And um, if you'd possibly like to be a client, email me as well. Um, So yeah, that's me. Yay. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Music Men in My Mental podcast. Uh, So excited to have you. Thank you. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow me, follow the podcast. And uh, yeah, we're just bouncing this shit out one day at a time. 